everybody good morning indeed today is march 8th it's a friday i just got done yesterday watching captain marvel and just like i said earlier in one of my other episodes i'm going to review captain marvel which is going to be a very touchy subject for a lot of people so going into captain marvel uh, i didn't really have that high of an expectation for the movie i thought it was going to be more along the lines of I was hoping that it was going to be either along like the same or a little bit better than the first Thor. And I'm a huge Thor fan, but I thought the first Thor was pretty cheesy and bad. And there's multiple reasons for that. I'm not going to get into that today, but there was multiple things that happened in Thor that I just didn't think it was that good of a movie. And I was just hoping that Captain Marvel would at least stay better than that. And coming out of the theater, I was, well, I felt about that's how it was ranked it was about thor first thor level quality of a marvel movie it wasn't all that great it wasn't the worst uh but it wasn't all that great i, w- I didn't walk out feeling at all matter of fact um there was two endings to captain marvel like the two marvel little uh snippets that they always do at the credits there was two of them the last one at the very end of the movie it's like the Ant-Man like little gag that you don't really have to stay for. The second one obviously is tying more into Infinity Wars and something that you that you have to see for the for the first one that appears uh, mid credits. And I was I walked out more excited about that than anything else. So let me just go over real quick how I'm going to do this review for Captain Marvel. So first off, I'm going to do a review with no spoilers, just my basic feelings towards the movie. Uh, I'm not going to get into any plot details or anything like that. Just stuff that you already know by just merely looking at the trailer and ideas of how you're going into this movie. And I'm going to just give you a spoil free review of it. And then my second half, and I'll, I'll play like an alarm sound so that you're aware. And I'll announce it again because I know people probably get upset. I will have a more spoiler review, a deep spoiler review when I'm just going over everything with the movie plot details and everything that happened during the movie so that for everybody has watched it, you know, we could discuss that as well. So that's how I'm going to go over, you know, the my my Marvel review of Captain Marvel. So let's let's just get a little bit of background exactly what's going on and it's kind of I, I had an earlier episode where i discussed my expectations for captain marvel and i knew that this was going to be a very pol- polarizing movie and people were going to be for captain marvel people were going to be against captain marvel but it's similar to like what i seen with black panther black panther to me was a it was a great marvel movie it wasn't to me the best i want to put it personally in my top you know, echelon of superhero movies, but I thought it was a really solid movie, but it has some flaws that I personally didn't like. And it was probably because the expectation going into the movie with what everybody was saying, I had really high expectations. And when certain things didn't hit, I kind of dropped them a little bit. And that's why I didn't put it, you know, in my top tier of superhero movies. But either way, I thought it was a great movie. And see, the problem with Black Panther is when I go tell people that, it's either one or the other. I have people tell me that I am insane, that I'm crazy. It's the best Marvel movie that ever came out. You know, they start throwing all these points, all oh, the best villain, the best top ranking, and they get like really upset about it. 
And then you have other people on the other end. They're like, oh, my God, you put in like the top tier the movie sucked. It was terrible. There was nothing good about it. Everything about it was terrible. It was, and then they just go into this like this whole rant about how bad the movie was. And there's very few people in my bubble that were like, yeah, it was a really good movie. I mean, it had its flaws, but I thought it was a really good movie. That is how I see Captain Marvel turning out to be along those lines of people are going to sit there and say this was the best marvel movie to date and if you don't like it it's because you're sexist and because you hate men and then you gotta have other people on the other end be like this movie was complete garbage and terrible and i walked out after the first five minutes of the movie because of all the social justice warriors and them pushing an agenda and to me, I'm going to just sit there and tell you, I mean, it was okay. It was an okay movie. Uh, did I feel like I got cheated out of my movie tickets? Not really. I mean, honestly, I didn't really feel like it was a waste of money. Um, I didn't feel like it was, I didn't have a good time watching it. There was good points and bad points of it, but I really didn't feel like I got cheated out of my money, out of the movie. But it wasn't all that good. And if somebody was like, well, like I already have a lot of people saying, well, I don't really have a reason to watch it. I'm just wet, uh, you know, waiting for Endgame, and I don't really want to watch it. I'll wait for it to hit Blu-ray or, or Disney Plus or whatever's going to come out on. I look, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, there's no big deal. I, I, could, I could completely get that. The, the, the plot for Endgame is pretty much in place. You don't really need to see Captain Marvel to understand the characters. So, yeah, I, it kind of makes sense why you want to watch the movie. And I get that. And I'm completely okay with that. You know what I mean? But this movie, like I said, is going to be very polarizing. So my point of view of this movie is strictly from a comic book fan. I have read comics most of my life. I Even today, when I can't read as much comics as I used to and as much as I want to, I am constantly on Marvel's Wikipedia, Wikipedia pages, or YouTube channels, and I'm just you know, researching and, and learning more about comics pretty much every day. I'm a huge comic guy. Unfortunately, I don't get to sit down a lot because comics, they do add up in money. And with me being a family of five, you know, I have to cut certain expenses and comics is one of those things that, you know, I wait for, you know, the, the, the novel, the what's it called? Like the graphic novel to come out where I can actually sit down and read 10 comics in one shot, or I get the app and sometimes you don't have an up-to-date comic. So Either way, I'm a huge comic book fan, and I am a Latino male that's going to be, you know, reviewing this movie strictly from com from a comic nerd, comic purist kind of mindset. And there was a lot of flaws that I saw in it from that mindset. And I don't want people to sit here and think that my word is definitive and, and what I say is right. You know, if you like the movie, you like the movie. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Hey, I applaud you for liking different types of movie. I... I thought, you know, the, the pick of destiny, the Jack Black movie that came out a while ago, was like a cult classic. You watch it, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. People will sometimes just like terrible movies, and that's completely okay. I like my share of terrible movies. People, somebody, you listening to this, probably like your share of terrible movies that nobody agrees with, and that's okay. It's okay. But, once again, you're coming here because the name is Papa Nerd, and you're coming here because you think that I know a thing or two about comics, and you want to know as a comic book purist, what I think about it. So, let's get into at least the spoil-free version of Captain Marvel, okay? So, like I said, I walked into this movie thinking that Captain Marvel was going to be along the lines of Thor, uh, the first Thor, okay? 
I thought it was going to be that type of quality. And when I say quality, I mean like cheesiness of the character. Okay, let's be honest with one another, ladies and gentlemen. This is Marvel's first female push. First female lead role push. This is Marvel's Wonder Woman. Do I think they should have picked Captain Marvel to be, you know, uh, Marvel's Wonder Woman? No, I don't think so. But th here we are. And I the reason why I say that is because Captain Marvel herself is a little shaky. It's never really produced good in comic books. It's never really had a strong audience in comic books. It's one of the lower tiers when it comes to popularity in comic books. So that's why I don't think they should have led with this to be the first one. Because, you know, Wonder Woman has a huge following as it is. Captain Marvel, uh, not really. But, like, I, I, I digress. The point is, I walked into this movie, I sat down in the theaters, and I thought to myself, you know what? I don't really have high expectations for this movie. Okay? Now, the beginning scenes of the movie. First off, let's get to the very first scene that you see in any Marvel movie, which is the huge Marvel signs that come up the show of Avengers. You hear the little... Dim, 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 dim and they show all the like the marvel guys in the background the marvel flips and, and, sh and the symbol shows they did a beautiful beautiful tribute to stanley at that point stan it's all stanley's cameos in the background amazing you know it it brings me back to realize that i was really upset when stanley passed away i really was he was an idol to me like no other he he lets me believe he let me to believe to enjoy my imagination instead of trying to hide it and they did a wonderful tribute to him and the after you see the marvel words the first words you see in, in plain text is thank you stanley not not in remembrance not you know to the family no thank you and that's how we all feel thank you stanley for this for what I'm about to watch. Because regardless of how I feel about it. He did bring this character to life. And it's a wonderful thing that we're living right now. So it was a wonderful tribute to Stanley. I know that really doesn't have to do with Captain Marvel. Because I mean technically they could have did that with any movie. And they'll probably do it again for uh, Endgame. But it was a wonderful tribute. And I tip, Marvel's, I tip my hat to Marvel for doing that. Then you get into the movie. And the first, you know, the first bit of the movie... You know, it, it does it does bring you in, okay? It does capture you, okay? And it's like a fight scene that you see in the trailers between uh, Captain Marvel and uh, uh, Yogar, the, the 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 lieutenant from um, the Kree army, pretty much. See, even then, I had to I had to just research how to pronounce the name Yon Rog because the character, you know, going into more of a flaw. I forget. I don't even think they said his name throughout the whole movie. Um, they might have, but they briefly go over it. But anyway, it was a, it was a fight scene that you that you see in the trailer, um, like a dojo between him and uh, Captain Marvel, and uh, uh, Carol Danvers. Danvers, Carol Danvers. That's a that's Carol, that's Captain Marvel's actual name, Carol Danvers. But we'll just say you know keep calling her Captain Marvel because that's how everybody knows about. It. But anyway, the point is that fight scene was it was it was a nice fight scene. The choreograph of the fight scene was really good. It kind of pulls you into it, and then once it pulls you into it, it then, um, you know, pretty much what happens is something happens to Carol that you know she kind of uses her power too much, and it's not really a spoiler because it's within the first five minutes. So and she uses her power too much, and she has to go see somebody else uh, about pretty much her power. 
at that point, they kind of overshow like the whole capital city of the Kree, uh, Hala, and it looks amazing. Like the CGI was just amazing, and the way you instantly engulfed into this world, it makes you feel like you're not watching a Marvel movie. You're watching something more, more science fictiony type of movie. And they did a great job with that. And I thought they did an outstanding job with actually just showing more than the typical superhero stuff. And, you know, this is coming from, you know, Endgame where, you know, what what is so engulfed with, you know, Thor and all this mysticalness and the, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's kind of see, it's kind of nice to see them build onto something more that was just more about the universe that is Marvel, that people see us read these comics and they're like, oh, superheroes, but there's so much more to it. And the way they expanded the MCU at that very moment it was it was breathtaking it was great it was it was awesome it really was it was an awesome moment watching that um and then you start getting into at this point that's when the movie starts flowing a little bit you start getting into the acting and you realize that the acting is pretty good i I thought they did a really good job of acting i'm gonna get into the way i feel about captain marvel here in a minute but i didn't think brie larson was terrible as captain marvel i thought she was gonna be a bad pick I don't really think she was a bad pick. Um, I think she did a a great job as Captain Marvel. I thought she did um, a, a good job acting as Captain Marvel. But when I get into my bad points here in a minute, I'm going to explain a little bit more on that. But that, uh, the acting in general was great to see a young uh, Nick Fury uh, and just to kind of see how S.H.I.E.L.D. was built up a little bit in this movie was nice as well. It was nice to kind of tie back certain loose ends that us Marvel fans have, or MCU fans have always been wanting to know more about. About certain things that may have happened in the past that they kind of hint to, but never really reveal. And it was kind of nice to see certain tiebacks to that. Um, also, the power scaling of the the hero of Captain Marvel. They did a good job of that. It kind of did a good job of showing her because, you know, going into Endgame, Captain Marvel is supposed to play a huge role. She is extremely, uh, extremely powerful being. And in this comic world, in the MCU that we live in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, she is probably going to be the, the strongest hero we have. So they did a good job of showing her strength off the bat and getting it into it. Um, like I said, it was a very visually good movie. The acting was great. You know, the expansion of the MCU was nice. The The feeling that it was more science fiction-y than it was just a typical, you know, rough and tough Marvel movie was great, too. Uh, a lot of the lingo and all that kind of kept you captivated for a little bit. Uh, let's go into the bad, though, however. And let me first get on to Brie Larson, because that's what a lot of people are going to be wondering. Brie Larson as Captain Marvel did a good job. The directing as Captain Marvel was bad. I thought they did a bad job directing the character. And that's when I say, I think she did a good job acting. I think her direction, the people that were directing her to be a certain Captain Marvel did a bad job in that. And I think that she, ironically enough, was kind of acting with one hand time behind her back. She was more along the lines of this, this like snarky, character and i didn't really think they did a good job kind of giving her the right direction on how to be captain marvel um that that was probably my biggest gripe with the movie was in general just the tone of the movie um and then at the same time 
the, the movie went did go on for a little bit too long. It really did. Um, there was some plot holes. It kind of felt rushed at certain points to it. At the end of the movie, you're kind of more confused than you are. Like, okay, I get exactly what's happening. You're a little bit more confused on what exactly exactly just happened. And during the climax of the movie, and then eventually, you know, downfall when they start explaining stuff, you still feel like a lot of the characters haven't been explained fully, and they haven't been fully flushed fleshed out. And you're just sitting there thinking to yourself, um, okay, I guess that's the way we're gonna go. Coming into the movie, I thought she was gonna be strong. Walking out, I guess she's strong. You don't really get that final, like, oh, okay. And that that was like my biggest gripes with the movie was the tone, the direction of Captain Marvel. And I hate to say a lot of the gripes I have with the movie are gonna go more into the spoiler section of the movie. But all in all, if you're gonna go see the movie and you're gonna go watch it this weekend, it's a good movie. You gotta have fun with it. You gotta watch it, you gotta have fun with it. There are going to be a couple eye roll moments in the movie. There is a couple of things that kind of push the agenda of look at me, I'm a female. Okay, so there I like to call it the Lord of the Rings effect. Okay. There was this one scene in Lord of the Rings, and I'm this is Papa Nurse, so I'm gonna get nerdy with y'all real quick. All right. There was this one scene in the Lord of the Rings movies where it was in the last the last Lord of the Rings, number three, um, the return of the king. And they're fighting the Nazgul. And it's the part where they're attacking. It's the final battle of uh, Gondor. Gondor. When uh, they find, like I said, when they find the Nazgul, you know, Gandalf, you know, taking in charge charge of the army at at Gondor. And it's that final, one of the final battles in Lord of the Rings. Um, And this is what I mean by Lord of the Ring moment. And Wonder Woman did an awesome job. I'm going to play both audio so you hear what I'm saying. At that point, the Nazgul, the big the big boy Nazgul comes down. He's he's beating everybody down, throwing everybody around. He, ki- he kills the king of Gondor. And then his daughter, who's dressed up like a, like a soldier, is pretty much like trying to fight him. And the dude's like, you fool. No man can beat me. And it's like this cringy moment for me because it's like they take modern day problems and they put it into Lord of the Rings because it's like he says that and she's like, I am no man. And she stabs him in the face and boom, done. And I always hated that scene because it's just like to me, it was so cheesy, so like, God, that's not what he meant. Why? And the you know the, the scene I'm pretty much talking about is this right here. You fool! No man can kill me. I am no man. And like I said, when I first heard that scene, I was just like, Ah, oh, God, what, what the heck? And what I mean that Wonder Woman did a better job, there's this scene, um, well, this scene right here. This is no man's land, Diana. It means no man can cross it, all right? This battalion has been here for nearly a year, and they, they barely gained an inch, all right? Because on the other side, there are a bunch of Germans pointing machine guns at every square inch of this place. This is not something you can cross. It's not possible. So what? So we do nothing? No, we, do, we are doing something. We are. We just... We can't save everyone in this war. No, but it's what I'm going to do. 
and that's the part where Wonder Woman, you know, as you can tell, uh, Diana, she go. It's pretty much in World War One. You know, the no man zone was above uh, the trenches where nobody could walk because you're pretty much gonna die instantly. As you get, that was a perfect moment for her to be like, well, luckily I'm no man, but she doesn't because she's Wonder Woman and she's better than that. She's just like, I'm gonna go up here because I am the baddest person, not do not chick. I am the baddest person right here right now and she goes and does it and that's why i think wonder woman and it was directed by a female did such an amazing job as showing you the true power of this human being and i feel like that's what she was going for that's what patty jenkins the director of wonder woman was going for the true power of this human being not man not woman human being i mean granted she wasn't human i mean i i know we could get into a little debate about if she was a human or not but the point is it's the true power of a human being and that's what she kind of pushed into it yeah i thought that was amazing uh captain marvel didn't really do that it was a lot of like you know they they kind of forced a lot of things like little side jabs and jokes about her being a female and and it was more like jokes than actual seriousness to it. So that's what I mean by like, I had a lot of the Lord of Wings, quote unquote, Lord of Rings moments where it was just like, oh, here we go. You know, rolling the eyes of, I get the point. Why can't you drive something bigger than that? Okay, so let's get into the spoiler section of this. So, you know, once again, you know, the alarm has been sounded. I am warning you now, I am spoiling this movie, I am going to talk all content that happened, plot twists, drops, twists, holes, digging, everything, okay, this is the spoiler section, please, if you don't want to be spoiled, tuned out, I'll catch y'all later, thank you for listening, okay, everybody else is still here, right, I'll give you a moment of silence to get out, okay, before I dove into it, Everybody's here knows it's about to get spoiled. So let's dive right into it because I'm I'm spoiling off the bat. Okay. There is um there was a character confusion, not confusion. There was this character that popped up as um the Cree the Cree scientist played by Annette Benning. Um and going into this movie, there was some confusion on it if who exactly is she? Maybe she's the person that creates Captain Marvel, whatever the case may be. Okay. That is where I'm starting with this issue I have. And that is where this movie just got completely destroyed for me. Okay. This is where, once again, if you enjoy the movie, because you know nothing about Captain Marvel, that is completely okay. I still think they did a horrible job at this, but that's completely okay. This is strictly from a, a fan, a comic book fan perspective. Uh, Annette Benning, the the mystery uh, scientist, uh, Cree scientist, is actually capt is actually Marvel. Ah! That was so. God, I was so frustrating when they finally introduced that she was Marvel. So, let's say you never you never read the comics, you don't know what I'm talking about. What is the big deal? Why are you getting so upset? That she was Marvel. Okay. Captain Marvel was originally the character that gave Miss, at the time, Miss Marvel, same character, Carol Danvers, uh, gave her the power of 
the the decree the the powers of the decree pretty much okay so let, let's 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 just i'm gonna try to do this as fast as i can so i'm already you know going way past what you're used to and i'm gonna dive right into this okay the original origin story of captain marvel or miss marvel carol danvers okay the original story was a yes she was an air force pilot top-notch air force pilot that was then recruited by nasa on like some secret science stuff okay i'm not gonna really get into everything okay but pretty much that's all you gotta know Air Force pilot went to NASA when she was at NASA. She started to work with this brilliant science scientist uh, named Walter Dawson. Okay, Walton da- Walter Dawson then ended up becoming known as his as his um, superhero counterpart as Captain Marv- Marvel. Okay, Walton Dawson was like his uh, like his alias, like his uh, his secret identity. That's the word I'm looking for. It was a secret identity. She didn't know. Okay, Carol starts falling for him and eventually something, you know, fast track everything. An explosion happens. An explosion happens where their two DNA kind of gets intertwined with each other, each other. Captain Marvell or Marvell, his Cree name, Marvell, gets his DNA swapped with Carol Danvers and she then becomes Miss Marvel and she has the powers of Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel was a superhero that had powers and when they swap DNA and I'm not talking about in the coitus way I'm talking about because this explosion caused them to swap DNAs and even though she was hurt when she came to she then had the powers of Captain Marvel or Marvel okay Marvell was a Kree soldier that has superpowers. Everything that you see Captain Marvel have in the movie, he had, okay? He was a Kree soldier that that had uh, powers. He ended up going against the Kree because he found out, kind of like what they kind of play in the movie, that he found out the Kree was doing a lot of shady stuff. He ended up going against the Kree, and he was this, like, intergalactic Captain America. He was this intergalactic hero. He saved countless lives. He was a big deal. But... At one point in the comics, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, Mr. Marvel himself, gets cancer. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This mighty superhero gets cancer. And Marvel in the comics dies. He dies. And during that death, all these superheroes. All from from Galaxy, from Galaxy, from the Avengers to everybody. All these mighty superheroes, they come and they mourn Captain Marvel. It was a big, it was a big comic. The death of Captain Marvel. And for any of you out there that has ever picked up a comic that has known anything about comic books, characters come back every five seconds. Jean Grey is the running laughing stock of the Marvel Universe. She comes back in the blink of an eye. Captain Marvel never came back. Marvel. Never came back. He was the one superhero that never really came back. They made a clone of him at one point during the Secret Invasions, but Marvel himself died that day and never came back. And it was brilliantly done. Beautiful piece of comic book work, the way they did it. And they introduced something that even back then is still painful for us today as a modern society to go through with the death of cancer. And this is when I started to get pissed off at the movie. You could change whatever you want. I get it. This is a Marvel movie. You don't want it to be exactly the same as the comic books. I get it. I completely understand. I do. And there was a lot of changes in the MCU that are for the best. And I think they did a good job. 
but when you take this significant character that has a huge staple in comic book history in Marvel, no, yeah, in comic book history, and especially huge in the comic book in the Marvel history, and you completely change the characters to not only be a female because you and now it's a clear sign that you're pushing like female, 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 that you're pushing that, but then you screw up everything about it. You want to make you want to make Marvel a female because it's a quote unquote alien. He's from the Kree arm, and you want fine. You know what? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But then you screw up everything else. Like, come on, what, what, why, why do you have to screw up something that was set in stone? The origin story is there, and you didn't have to do the damn origin story. You could do something else. You could have went on and, and made Captain Marvel into like a space cadet that got infused with Kree powers because they found their lot. You could do anything. But you wanted to toe the line between the original origin story and then you went ahead and changed it all because you wanted to push your damn agenda. And it was BS. I did not agree with that at all because you're taking a significant character in Marvel history and you're just using it as a pawn and then you jack it up anyway. So let's go into that scene. It is revealed that this character, this Kree scientist played by Annette Benning, is actually Marvell. Okay. But she doesn't have powers. She's just a regular freaking scientist. There's nothing special to her besides the damn name Marvel. That the only people that are going to understand that is the damn comic book readers. That's it. So why give her the name? But anyway, it's revealed that she is then Marvel. Okay. And she has this. It's so it's so muddy that I even forget what exactly it did because they rushed all this crap in the middle of the damn climax. But it's then revealed that she was in the midst of transporting some generator or power that could time jump or some stupid crap like that. And she was actually working in the Air Force and she uh, recruited Carol Danvers to kind of help her out. And he, she went out to go help out. The mission was south because the scrolls came and, and it sh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Cree, the main Cree general came and he shot him down because they wanted it for themselves and they didn't want the scrolls. And once again, it's all kind of muddy what exactly was happening during that scene. But they get shot down. Marvell is then shot. She's sitting there bleeding and she's like, Oh, you have blue blood. And that's it. That's all you freaking get. That's it. Then you know, he wants to, he wants the piece of equipment and Marvell was trying to shoot it. She couldn't, she got shot. So Carol Danvers comes up, she shoots the explosion. She shoots this generator. It explodes. Similar to the comics. It explodes. She then intakes all the energy from this power source generator thingy. And now she has the powers of Captain Marvel. She essentially took power from an unknown source and got mystical powers and we don't know how i don't i don't i don't i i i don't get what happened there mama nerd was sitting next to me like so she like absorbed the power i'm like yeah so she has like extra power I'm, i don't know i don't know because it's explained in the comics that she takes captain marvel's powers and then becomes miss marvel so you see oh 
person A had power, person B now has same power because DNA was swapped. Makes sense. And that's in the comic book world where nothing makes sense. This was like, oh, person A shoots generator and then gets flying mystical phantom blast power that nobody has ever seen in the whole entire you know life in the Kree army. Huh. Okay. I guess I could believe that. I mean, it was just poorly done. It was just poorly done. They don't explain what exactly happened. And then she goes to Marvell's damn laboratory, and then you find out that Marvell had the Tesseract. And that's how the Tesseract got to Earth. Okay. All right, people. Okay. Jesus. If she, Why would she be building a damn power source then if she had the damn Tesseract? Like, why would she have this almighty force that all these people were looking for if she had the damn Tesseract? Well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm confused. This is my first initial. I'm not going to go rewatch the movies. I can't tell you yes or no, but that, I, this is me coming out the theaters not knowing what, what? I don't get it. Why would she do this if she had a Tesseract? Oh, my goodness. It was just like this whole muddy show, and you're just sitting there like, what? Oh, my God. So when I seen that they made her Marvel, I was I was furious because, like I said, you're taking a beloved character and you're just pushing your agenda and then you don't even explain said important character in the movie because you just want to push your damn agenda. There was many other ways you could have did that. You could have still had him swap DNA. You could have empowered Marvell to be, you know, that was her secret identity and she was still this mighty being. And it kind of pulls me to like one of my other biggest gripes about this movie. That was my biggest gripe. But my other biggest gripe is this movie is called Captain Marvel. Nowhere in this movie do they call her Captain Marvel. Nowhere. No, nowhere. If I told you, let's go watch this movie, and I blocked out the beginning screen, I, you know, I, I blocked out the ticket that said Captain Marvel, I blocked out the beginning screen that said Captain Marvel, and I said, just watch this movie. At the end of the movie, you will have no idea what this character's name is. Like, oh, Veers? Yeah, this movie's about Veers. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Carol, right? Right? Maybe? Huh? <laughs> you will know. Because not once do they call her Captain Marvel. And do you know why, ladies and gentlemen, they don't call her Captain Marvel in the damn movie? Because they screwed up the damn Marvel storyline. I mean, that's why. Captain Marvel was an actual character in the damn comics. She gets said power from Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel ends up becoming like... Uh, like sort of like a Green Lantern-ish kind of thing. Like the title Captain Marvel gets passed down to multiple people. And in modern day comics, Miss Marvel now took over the, the title Captain Marvel. And this is a recent thing. Now took over the mantle of Captain Marvel. And she is now that title and is now discovering a lot about herself because she knew the original Captain Marvel. God, it's not that difficult, people. I mean, come on, man. It's not that damn difficult. Why would you screw up that that storyline? God, I mean, it was just... All right, all right, all right. That was me venting. I'm going to get off of that real quick, okay? All right, let me calm down. I'm going to get off of that. That was my... that Those two things were my biggest gripe. Now, let's get into the other couple of things I had. The tone of the movie was a little too jokey and a little too snarky, Okay. When I play the when I play that clip before when she's just like number one race, okay, it was like that was her the whole exact movie. Like it was always these like quick little one liners and, and and granted, Marvel movies are kind of known for that. 
Robert Downey Jr. does that all the time. But with her, it came off like really like just unnecessarily cocky. You don't have enough invested into this character to understand why she is cocky. See, in the beginning of Iron Man, when they introduced the story of Tony Stark, you get why he's cocky. He's this he's this huge time millionaire from weapons. His daddy was a big deal. He's now even apparently bigger than his daddy. And he's a billionaire as a child. You get why he walks around cocky. So when he throws these little cocky, snarky comments, you get it. You understand it. When Thor throws around these little cocky comments about him being so strong and oh, you humans, it's because you get it. He's a he's a, essentially quote unquote a god. With her, I didn't really get why she was so snarky every five seconds. I really didn't. Like it was just uh, the the tone of it was too jokey for me. And when I say jokey, I mean I don't mean like the one liners that were kind of funny. I mean like. It was too like snarky, like yeah, you know, that's why you're a man, me, me. Like it was like that the whole movie. It's just like, oh my god, why, why are you doing this so much? You know what I mean? Um, another thing, you know, another thing that I didn't like was that the relationships build up too quickly. You know, uh, obviously they had to show the relationship between Nick Fury and Captain Marvel rather quickly because he did send a page out to her at the end of Infinity Wars, and you kind of had to understand why that happened. So I didn't really like the way like they just instantly clicked with each other. You know, it's not that big of a deal. I just wish they were kind of showed a little bit more built up, like a little bit more of them, like really revealing a little bit more about their characters to one another to get that bond. I know they were in kind of a time crunch and, and kind of like trying to rush this stuff. And you know what? It wasn't that big of a deal. But I, I personally like I wish they would have dragged it off a little bit. Um, a little bit more, but that kind of brings me into the other point that the movie kind of lasted just a little bit too long. You know what I mean? The whole movie is pretty much based on her. She lost her memory and she's trying to get her memory back and, and it's end up revealing that, you know, Jan Krag or whatever his name was, I, it's such, he did such a great job, but at the same time, it was like, it, it really didn't matter. And Jew Law was the one that played Jan Rog and, you know, he, he did a good job at the same time he really did. Because he wasn't really involved long enough. So it was revealed that he was the one that actually shot Captain Marvel or Marvel in the chest. And that he was going to kill Carol Danvers. He was going to kill Brie Larson. But he saw her that she absorbed the battle. So he kind of used her for that. You know, it was too much of like them trying to get her memory back. And even at the end of the movie, you really, you really felt like. He never really got all his memory back, essentially. You know what I mean? So, I mean, she got her memory back. So it was kind of like a, the whole time you're waiting for her to get memory. And at the end of the movie, you feel like she didn't even get her memory. So you're like, what, so what was the hell the point of watching this whole movie? I don't get it. Um, Another thing, you know, we're talking about like the 1980s, I think, like late 1980s, early 1990s. Um, and this is like the, the scrolls come aliens are popping up. Now this chick falls out the sky that has been dead for six years on a secret air force mission. And, um, everything is fine and dandy with everybody. She just shows up to her best friend's place. And everybody's like, Oh, Hey, she's back. And it's just like, you have to make me feel a little bit more believable than that. You see what I'm saying? It was just like everything was grand and dandy. And I, I didn't like that. You know, at the, at the end scene, when you see the scrolls just like drinking beer, it's like, what is this? Everything okay now? Like, what, what, what? How come nobody else is freaking out about this? 
This is a big deal. This is the first time you're dealing with all this. And then you think of all the other actions that are about to happen in the MCU. It's like, you guys were a little bit more surprised the first time Iron Man popped on the scene. He just built a suit. You were really surprised when Thor came out the sky. Um, this is all okay with you, though, right? And my... Uh, another grasp, another thing I had, another problem I had with this movie, another gripe I had with this movie was they show how how Fury, Nick Fury, loses his eye, and he loses it to this cat, and I forget the damn actual species of the cat. It was like an alien cat, and he loses his eye because he gets scratched in the eye by a cat. And it's just like, oh god, you know, it's a cute moment. I get it. Okay. Do we really have to do that? He couldn't lose his eye by getting stabbed in the eye by like a Cree warrior that was trying. He was trying to protect it. We really got to have him get his eye scratched by a cat. I mean, I guess it's realistic. It could happen. Well, it can't happen because it was like this mystical, powerful mutant cat from space. But we we're going to really have it scratch his eye out. And then like when he scratches, they're like, Oh, that doesn't look good. And he's like, oh, it's going to be fine. Waka, waka, waka. Because we all get the joke. Nick Fury loses his eye. And it's like, oh my God, really? And then at the end of the movie, he comes up with this protocol called the the, the protective initiative. She lo- He looks at a picture of Carol, Carol Danvers. And on her plane, it said Carol Avengers Denver. And it was like, oh, my God. Oh, the tie backs are just like. It made you want to vomit. Like, oh, come on, guys. You didn't you didn't really have to do that. Okay. You could have just left it. You didn't have to do so much tiebacks. Like the Tesseract on the ship was pointless. I don't know why they even introduced the Tesseract. We get it. He already made the Thanos already made a snap. Who really cares that that's how they got there? You know what I mean? You didn't really have to tie in all that. All right, you know, that's just the stuff that irritated me is the reason why I just did not like this movie. It was just a lot of that stuff and it's unfortunate because they have a lot of good qualities, but that those are my biggest gripes with the movie, ladies and gentlemen. Those are my biggest gripes with the movie. And uh, the final trailer, just to get into it real quick, the finalness, uh, the mid-scene credit shows uh, uh, Captain America, uh, Chris Evans, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, uh, who else was there? Uh, it was those two and there was a third one. Oh, oh uh, uh tony stark's sidekick of uh, don kachina uh, oh, what character does he play i can't think of it. oh war machine war machine um war machine was there and the pager goes off and they're like modern i guess they found nick fury's pager i don't even know how they found it but whatever they find the pager uh hopefully they kind of explain that in, in endgame but they find a pager they have it hooked up to like all this scientific you know lab equipment to kind of keep the pager going pager cuts off they're trying to get back online and all of a sudden you know captain marvel shows up and she's like where's nick fury and it cuts off it was another thing that was kind of like she just pops out of nowhere nowhere do i ever remember having tele- teleportic abilities to not like crash through the wall or something like that but hey whatever that's there here or there it's a mid it's a mid screen mid credit you know, a little tag to end game. Not going to dive that much into that, but it was nice to see it. And that's when I was like, Oh yeah, here we go. End game. You know, she's coming. Okay. Woo. All right. But anyway, that is my gripe 
my voice is a little scratchy from all that yelling, but that is my biggest gripe and battles with Captain Marvel. This went on way too long, about 43 minutes, and I'm, I apologize for everything, uh, for all the yelling and screaming. But anyway, let's make this real quick. Thank you all for listening to this. I really do appreciate it. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and smash five stars on uh, iTunes so I could go ahead and get there a little bit more noticeable. Otherwise, subscribe. Check me out on uh, Twitter, at Papa Nerd. The E in nerd is a three. Thank you all for listening. As always, have a great weekend and stay nerdy.